Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome everybody to another exciting, spectacular... Okay, you're overselling. Am I? Yeah. Have we already decided this is going to be a failure? I'm a little hungover, so... Are you? <laughs> a little bit. I'm not hungover at all. I mean, I still feel like shit for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's going to be one of those. It's, it's one of those days. Um, but this is episode 73 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. Welcome back, guys. Uh, and we have a very special surprise for you guys. With us all the way from right here in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting with local rap artist, Wisdom, a.k.a. Yes. Dave Mazeo. Yes. What's How up, you doing, fellas? Dave? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for coming. It was a far drive, you know. Right. <laughs> Glad <laughs> we could finally do this. Yeah, absolutely. This it has was, been uh, in the works for months. It has been, yeah, actually. Yeah, a long time. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. Absolutely. Um, so, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you guys? Very good. Well, yeah. Well, Aside okay. from the small hangover. Right. <laughs> it happens. Um, maybe we'll just start off. You tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Absolutely. So, uh, wasn't born here. I was actually born in Anchorage, Alaska. So, wow, okay. I'm a native Eskimo. <laughs> um, but I only lived there for like a year. I've basically lived my whole life here in Seattle. Um, always been a huge music and movie fan. Um, obviously getting into music when I was a lot younger, uh, making the hobby something that actually could become a little bit more than just the hobby was pretty cool. Um, but then on the side, I just, I can't stop watching, in particular 80s horror films are just my favorite. So usually if I have uh, some alone time with the wife, then I'll pop on something and uh, it definitely will make my day. I might be a little bit freaked out, but I like that. That's why I watch them. <laughs> well, you're lucky if you can get your, your significant other to watch with oh, you. Oh, man. It's, we we both fight that struggle every day. <laughs> yeah. it's. Uh, I can only imagine for you guys. <laughs> if, I had a, if I had a podcast about horror movies, she probably would be like, you need your own house. <laughs> yeah. I know Like uh, a lot of times I'll try to watch the movies we do for the show sure. before my wife comes yeah. home. And she'll, you know, sometimes roll in like halfway through it. And somebody's like, there's, you know, some tits on screen or somebody's getting killed or something. It's like, what are you watching? Yeah, that's exactly. what I get to. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what I'm watching. Like if I'm watching, you know, Ash versus Evil Dead and it's just, what are you watching? Like, I'm, like it's just the most god awful thing she could possibly oh, imagine. Course. Absolutely. Yeah. Luckily, I was able to watch both of these when she was out of town visiting family. So I was like, sweet. Time is perfect. Here we go. Even though I was like watching one of them at like 9 a.m. But, yeah. you know. Whatever, whatever works, right? Yeah. I have a terrible habit of not remembering details about the movie, so I try right. to watch them as late as possible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll usually watch them the morning. Like, I'll, I'll watch one movie and then come up here and record. That sounds, <laughs> that's, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> so what, what was the one movie that really made you say, yeah, horror is, this is, this is my thing? You know, it probably was Pet Cemetery because mm, really? when I was younger... You know, I didn't really watch any horror movies, but then I, th I believe Pet Cemetery was on TV, you know, one of those like late night, uh, probably TNT, whatever it may have been. I remember it was the month of October and I was at my buddy's house and um, just the uh, Rachel, I believe was her name, the aunt in that show. Um, she just freaked me out so much. And for whatever reason, you mean, though, you talking oh, about Zelda? Zelda? No, 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 no. Or was it Zelda? Yeah. Was that what it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because Rachel was the... Her sister, she kept screaming, Rachel, yeah, yeah, on the yeah. bed. Like, just hearing that creeps me out because her body was all deformed. And and so, I was freaked out. But at the same time, I was like, I kind of like that feeling. Like, it was, right. it gave me this, like, adrenaline kick. Um, and then, 
after that, it was just like I wanted to catch up on a whole bunch of stuff. So Friday the 13th kind of became my go-to franchise to uh, fulfill that need. And then from there, it's just my kind man. of been something that I've always gotten into. So, yeah. Yeah, I love – I mean, listeners, Taylor especially knows that I'm just the biggest Jason fan. Oh, Jason's so. the best. I mean, like the shirt doesn't give it away. I know, right? He's also got the tattoo. That's awesome. And, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, cool. So, I mean, yeah, like I guess – You'll be, you're being uh, a rapper by trade. Right. Uh, people are probably wondering what the hell are you doing? Yeah, right. Show, exactly. But, but yeah, you're a huge horror fan. Yes. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your music? Yeah. So, um, I mean, like I said, I grew up just listening to all different types of music. My dad in particular was really into it. He listened from everything to Paul Simon to Funkadelic, nice. uh, Michael Jackson to Sade. So, I really just grew up with this whole, you know, plethora of genres. Um, and then in high school, it was just me and a couple of my buds. We would just sit in class and just, you know, be like, hey, let's come up with some, you know, some lines that we thought were tight. Because at that point in time, that was when the whole you know, Lyricist Lounge show and, and East Coast hip hop, the whole lyrical side of things. Um, you know, Nas kind of birthed that, Nas and Biggie. Um, I was always a West Coast fan, but I was really akin to that whole lyrical side of it. So um, when I got older, and this is the thing, like back when I was doing it, like it wasn't like, you know, technology wasn't advanced enough where you could just work on music, you know, from right. your home studio. Yeah, um, from, from your iPhone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Like there was no... I'm like, I think kids can even use like, what is a guitar hero? And they can actually make beats and stuff like that or record themselves. I mean, it's the stuff that they can do now. I mean, so when I was like in my mid twenties, I was like, man, I just actually want to record something like make it sound professional and put out, you know, an album. But just for myself, I was like, you know, I don't really have a fan base other than friends and family. Um, but it just so happened that I was able to connect with Macklemore, who obviously now everybody knows, but at the time, I've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> Macklemore. He, um, <laughs> at the time he was only known because he did this song called welcome to MySpace," and Tom, the owner of MySpace, uh, put it like up on his, you know, the front page of MySpace. So whenever anyone would log in, that was the song that they would see for about a month. So that's kind of how he started to build his notoriety, um, and I was able to record my first album there, actually get him on a song. And from there, just networking, man, just meeting with a whole bunch of local artists and people that had, you know, similar interests. And it's led me down a pretty awesome path, to be completely honest with you guys. I never thought that it would do anything, you know, beyond just, you know, recording, having fun with it. So yeah. it's, it's been pretty sick. Yeah, we can, I mean, I know we can relate just doing the show. Totally. Um, same thing. We just kind of started because we always bullshit about horror movies anyway. Exactly. So like, Let's fucking record it. Cause yeah. we're both really into podcasts. And yeah. So, uh, I've told the story a million times, but, um, yeah, same thing. It's just like, we never really thought that when we, not, not that we're like, like these podcast gods, but <laughs> hey, you <laughs> never far know far from it. But, uh, we've definitely gotten some notoriety that I didn't expect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, that's what makes it because obviously you guys are doing it because you love to do it. And right. that's I mean, it's it sounds so cliche, but that whole do it for the love thing really applies to anything when it comes to art. Yeah. And I just feel like if that's what you're, you know, grounded in, then I think it's, you know, you can't really lose because you're doing it for fun. But then if you've got people that, you know, also enjoy it on top of just your friends and family, I mean, God, that's an awesome plus to have. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I was listening to a handful of your songs and uh you definitely, you definitely got the East Coast sound to you. Yeah, um, it's a mix. I uh, heard a lot of like 
I don't know. I could be like way off base, but I hear like a, like a lot of common. Yeah, totally. I, absolutely, man. Common. I grew up listening to Common as well. I mean, there's. I love Common, so I was just like, yeah, Common's sick, quick. man. He's. I mean, there's there's a lot, but Common in particular, at least from the lyrical side, man, he's he's an amazing poet. Oh, no yeah. question. Yeah. Um. But yeah, great stuff. I really like. Thank it. you, it was, man. I appreciate it. Like I was listening all the way up here. Just nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> nice. But, um. Anyway, uh, sorry, I'm just kind of spacing on any good questions. I mean. Well, we can just jump into the show. I mean, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, all right. So, uh, but I guess we'll start off talking about uh, we're saying thanks to our Patreon patrons. That's uh, Max Zaleski, Skeptical Crypto, Kevin Nesgoda, and the Horror Addicts. Thanks, guys. And Taylor, you're better remembering our websites. What's our Patreon site? It's patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. Well, that was easy enough. <laughs> um, so, before we jump into our real world horror when we just kind of shoot the shit about something like uh on what's free form is that what it's called now yeah formerly abc family yeah it was a show dead of summer dave did you hear, have you heard about the show or I watched it I've, I've heard of it i haven't had a chance to watch okay. it yet i watched a few episodes it was enjoyable but hard to stick with right um like i don't know it seemed like a lot of it was really repetitive like the episodes kind of really blended into each other it's like i couldn't tell like if I stopped in the middle of an episode and went back to it, or went back to the show and trying to find which episode I left out, left off on, like I could be totally wrong because sure. all the episodes seemed really similar. Mm. But apparently it's been canceled. Womp, womp. Did you ever watch it? <laughs> nope. Uh, I've been, it's a, it's one of those shows where it's like I, I wanted, wanted to watch it just because Tony Todd's on it, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how substantial of a role he had. Uh, when I kind of bailed out of it, uh, he had just kind of started to show up, mm. um, and he wouldn't. He hadn't really talked. And it's like <laughs> well, I think I talked about this on the show before. It's that like that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. It's like why would you ho- hire somebody with a voice like Tony Todd and not have him talk? That's like it's the like point had, yeah, of Tony like, Todd. <laughs> yeah, James Earl Jones or Morgan well, Freeman. Exactly. Like, this is what you're doing. Don't talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. But at the same time, it's like one of those shows where it's like I would have liked to see it get like a second season just to, just to try and stretch get it. Did it at least bit, get yeah. through the whole season or was Yeah, it... I think they just yeah. didn't didn't renew it. Oh, okay. So there was some sort of ending or? I have no idea. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get that far. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I, I try to give shows, especially ones that have an interesting premise. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's due, but... That one was it was hard because it just felt like I was watching the same thing over and over. I guess that explains yeah. why it didn't get renewed then. Yeah, I, I suppose so. But oh well, <laughs> womp womp. On to the next one. Fuck it. <laughs> How about a? Uh, would, would you be interested in if I if I told you that there was a Don't Breathe sequel? Does that sound like something you might be interested in? Um, you know, my initial thought is yes, but I don't know. I don't know where they go with it. Yeah. Um, well, apparently they're talking about it. Um, Alvarez says that they, they didn't, they, they got approached by the studio because of course. Right. And they were like, no, we don't want to do that. And they came up with some idea that Sam Raimi says is the greatest idea for a sequel ever. Mm. 
I don't trust Sam Raimi's <laughs> judgment anymore. David, did you ever did you see Don't Breathe? No, I've I've been planning to see it, but I mean, obviously, I've seen the trailer and kind of know what the premise of it is. Right. To be honest, the trailer didn't do much for me. I wasn't. I just the trailer doesn't do it justice. I don't. I don't. Which is great. I mean, to be honest with you, I'd rather it be that way than the opposite. Because a lot of times where I've seen a trailer, I'm like, holy shit, that's going to be sick. Um, in particular, uh, Your Next. Is that what it was called? Your Next. You didn't like Your Next? No, I was disappointed. I thought the trailer was awesome. Can we? He's done. (laughs) Unplug him. All that fucking work, and now you got to go. Yeah. All right. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. You don't. You don't badmouth Adam Wingard on the show. I don't know. There was just something about... I, th- I think I called it from the get-go who who the killers were, and I was just like, eh. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It didn't really do much for me. Yeah. I'm not typically into like home invasion movies, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That one did it for me. Have for you just seen it once? Reason. Uh, yes, I have. Just watch it, it again. Okay. I feel like every time I watch it, I like it more. Okay. I will, because as we've talked off camera, I mean, the whole Halloween 3 thing... I'm always telling, yeah. pe- telling people to give it a second, third, <laughs> sometimes tenth chance to see if they'll finally go for it. But yeah, I'll watch it again. I think it's on Netflix, actually. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. It was. I don't know if it still is. but Okay. Yeah, they're, uh, Alvarez and Segoyas are doing the next Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movie right now. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. And then when they're done with that, I guess they want to work on Keep Not Breathing. Keep Not Breathing. <laughs> keep not breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Anything else to talk about before we get into horror business? Uh, how about the crow? Huh? How, how about the? It's crow? got a new studio, and people think it might actually happen now. And I wonder if anybody cares. I sure the hell don't. I fucking don't. Yeah, I don't think anyone cares. Corn Hardy cares. Yeah, that, he's the only guy that cares. Literally the only guy. He's gonna do everything in the movie. He's gonna star in every role. He's gonna direct. He's gonna produce it. <laughs> well, I mean, Jason Momoa is still being talked about as the crow. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> That's also a bad fucking choice. It is. Jason Momoa. Fucking guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I guess let's just do real world horror. Okay. Or horror business. That's what it is. That's what it's called. I mean, it's both real world horror is part of the horror business. It's, it's, horror, it's horror, a larger thing. Horror, horror business. Right. It's a thing. <laughs> starting out with real world horror donald trump is going to be our president oh God, f- how did we not talk about that right what the <laughs> that fuck is, is real going world on in this horror country? holy shit that might be the most terrifying thing going on yeah. in all of our lives the fucking yeah. purge is gonna happen <laughs> well, if, but can we kill him i mean that'd be i'd be all for the purge so, if we yeah. could like go to the white house i mean <laughs> i haven't seen the election year movie yet but yeah either have i that's, i think that's kind of the premise is they're like trying to kill her because she wants to stop the purge i just i don't know where people's heads are at. (laughs) I just, I don't understand people as well as I thought I did, I guess. Um, Because I was just blown away by this whole thing. Like the fact that he even got that far. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Let alone getting elected. Um, But I mean, with all the shit that he's just done, all the things that he's done and said just since election day is just staggering. Mm -hmm. The people that he's surrounding himself with is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got he's 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 talking about appointing a climate change denier to the head of the EPA. He's putting, or he's talking about putting a man with dementia who's clearly senile um, as his chief of staff. Uh, who else are we talking about? Rudy Giuliani. Uh, yeah, he, he yes, yeah, so Secretary of State. He's fucking oh my god! Oh, Secretary of State. That's what I meant. Yeah, Bannon is his 
head advisor. Right. Guy who runs the white nationalist website. Right. That's awesome, man. Just great people. He's just, yeah. wow. You know, it's like, and, and you know, all, all the all the promises about uh, you know deportation and like all these immigration uh, reforms and stuff like that. Uh, you know, the more more you hear about it, the more it sounds to me like 1930s Germany and and Poland and Austria. Um, you know, talking about how they're going to do this extreme vetting of all these immigrants. But it, you know, if you have some valuable skills, you can stay <laughs> for now. Right. And I'm, I'm almost positive that's what Hitler did with the Jews. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I said this to Taylor last night. Like, they say that history repeats itself. I just never thought that part of history would actually no. repeat itself. Especially after Obama. I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm thinking, like, man, this is awesome. Like, people are starting to kind of, you know, seek change. And, and then, we really went from one extreme to the next. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, it's wow. He, tr- Donald Trump and his cronies have effectively, I think, set back race relations 30 years oh absolutely absolutely i mean other than the coast and a couple of states like you know illinois uh i mean i'm looking at you know that map and i'm just like holy shit well i know where i'm not going to go visit on vacation right yeah i mean jesus christ man it's like you know people are allowed to vote however they want to vote but like things like racism and sexism and you know this xenophobia is just it has no place in this country no yeah, and you know a lot of people say that like, oh, I didn't vote for him because because of that. I'm not a racist. I'm not a sexist. It's like, but he is absolutely, and you voted for him, he and that's what his that. platform was. Yeah. yeah, you know, it wasn't like Hulk Hogan running for president who dropped an N word on tape one time. Right, yeah. like, this and is he, a guy who's like his entire platform was, I'm going to kick out all the Mexicans and Muslims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had no other platform. No, that he was appealing to the lowest common denominator. Absolutely. Um, and boy, did they come out of the woodworks. Oh, no kidding. Holy shit. I mean, I'm just, because I was thinking to myself, like, where where are these people? Where did they come from? Yeah. Because yeah. I knew there's, you know, people like that, obviously, that existed. But to come out in droves like that is scary. I mean, that's just like, Jesus. Like, he's, he's, that's the thing. Like, Trump almost, it's not that he, I mean, he worries me, but it's the people that he's now all of a sudden, you know, brought to the surface. That's what worries well, me. Well, yeah, you see all, like, all these hate crimes popping up. Exactly. In his all, name. Already. Yeah. Yeah. In he hasn't week. even taken office yet. And then already. You see that swastika out in Bellevue that just got, I mean. Yep. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, what the fuck is going wow, on, in man? in Bellevue. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's like left-wing central right Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, well, actually, probably Seattle is, but Bellevue almost as much. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, <sighs> it's, that, is, if, <laughs> that is real world horror. There is no, no kidding. No question. Uh, that should have just been our real world horror, horror story. <laughs> I, I considered it. But our real, our real, real world. That's a mouthful. It, that's it what is. she said. Hey, oh. <laughs> real, 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 real. <laughs> my tongue is too big for my mouth. I can't help it. Real world horror. Uh, a two headed, sh- two headed shark population is rising. So apparently, this is not an asylum movie. This is actually happening. So, so terrifying. So, I mean, it's also an asylum movie. There were two-headed sharks that already existed, and now they're making more, more of them. Is there anything worse? Two-headed shark natos. Oh God! <laughs> uh, last month, scientists discovered egg-laying shark embryos with two heads in a lab. Do sharks lay eggs? I thought they were live births. No, they lay eggs. Really? 
I think so. I guess I never really thought about it. That's yeah, they they're lay eggs. fish, right? Yeah, they're fish. They have to. Look, I mean, yeah, I guess they're it makes mammals, sense. But I just always imagined sharks giving live birth, I guess. I never seen a shark gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never really thought about it. Yeah, yeah, I've never thought about it either. It's just one of those things that kind of exists out in the ether. Yeah, you never worry about it. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, shark embryos were discovered with two heads in a oh, lab. And the, previously, the only known two-headed sharks were from species that give birth to live babies. So apparently, they're just oh, okay. Okay. Well, there we go. Interesting. If I would have just read the next line. <laughs> <laughs> um, the number of two-headed sharks has been increasing since 2008. Uh, fishermen discovered a two-headed blue shark embryo in the Indian Ocean back then, and it was re- that was reported by NationalGeographic.com. Uh, in 2011, scientists uh, discovered conjoined twin blue sharks caught in the Gulf of California and in northwestern Mexico. So, how did I not know about this? This, yeah, like, this is a what thing. I said too. How did I not know about this? I thought it was just movies on sci-fi. Right? Well, I mean... You know, I, I, I mean, keep it saying, is that too. I keep saying embryo, so presumably these have not been fully grown sharks, right? Because my guess is they can't live like that. I, mean, I, I would just... think. Uh, I mean, that the uh, things in nature just shouldn't exist. Yeah, no kidding. Two-headed sharks keep popping up, and no one knows why. Yeah, scientists <laughs> are like, oh, "That's fucking weird." Hmm, creepy. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> gross. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to see those things. At least when they're fully grown. Oh god, that'd be that'd be that'd be a fucking living nightmare right there. Absolutely. But the, I I was gonna say that like I bet this is gonna be the next Asylum franchise. But then I realized there's already a two-headed shark attack. That's that's a movie. Oh. I, I don't know if it's Asylum. It's probably Asylum. It, it has Carmen Electra and Brooke Hogan. Oh, so <laughs> so star power. Yeah. Next episode we're reviewing two-headed shark attack. <laughs> Not true. We're not doing that. <laughs> Um, in 2013, fishermen off the coast of Florida caught a female bull shark that was pregnant with two-headed with a two-headed fetus. <laughs> if, if if Asylum is already not behind one of these awful <laughs> movies, do not tell them these things exist. I I I'm a, sorry I said two-headed Sharknado. <laughs> I know, that's, right? That's, that's going to be Sharknado with six. Ian Ziering. Yeah, I just recently learned that's how you say his name. I yeah, mean, I don't feel obligated to call him Ian because that's <laughs> douchey. It's quite douchey. Like, I, he's, I, I've read that he's the type of person that actually gets like really upset when people Oh, call I'm him not surprised. Name. He just looks like a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> and I've heard things about him being a douchebag, so. Yeah. I think you had to hand. be a douchebag to be on 90210. Yeah, yeah that's like, probably I, true. I was on Beverly Hills 90210, god damn it! <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> I demand respect! <laughs> oh, so this is fun. I really hope this never have, like becomes an issue for me <laughs> i mean i don't go in the ocean that often i was gonna say I, I, actually i've never seen a shark up close I that's never not true been. in an aquarium i have i was gonna say at least the, the zoo they have sharks at the zoo well, zoo if it's a zoo and aquarium mm-hmm. like woodland park sure yeah. yeah i don't think i've ever been to woodland park really really oh huh, that's surprising hmm. it's a good it's a good zoo there's penguins there. There are penguins there. That's oh, a fact. Penguins. No, otters. that's a lie. I've been there. There are otters. There are otters. There yeah. are otters. Otters are cool. <laughs> Not river otters. River otters. Fuck river otters. Fake ass otters. <laughs> <laughs> they don't swim on their backs and eat off their bellies. Yeah, they're not adorable. <laughs> they look like weasels. They do. They look like wet weasels. <laughs> 
Okay, let's press on. All right. Remember when Bloody Disgusting was like, uh, Max Landis is going to make an American Werewolf in London re- uh, remake. Yeah, I remember that. And Max Landis was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Nuh-uh. And then Brad Miska was like, Wink. yes, you are. <laughs> I hate to say it, but Brad Miska was right. Fuck. Uh, right. It's been confirmed for the 35th anniversary of the original American Werewolf in, Lo- in London. I almost said Paris. <laughs> <laughs> It's spreading. <laughs> uh, Max Landis is going to write and direct a remake. Uh, it's going to be produced by Skybound Entertainment, which is Robert Kirkman's company. Um, who's of course, the creator of The Walking Dead. Why, why are you going to do, do us like that, Robert? And then Max's dad, John, is going to be executive producer. Uh, it's also being produced by Andy Trapani. I'm not sure who that is, but apparently he's been working on this project for 10 years. Jesus. Oh. That's, that's longer than Corin Hardy has been working on the crow, <laughs> and that's a long, fucking that's a long time. fucking time. <laughs> oh, I don't want this to happen. Dave does. Uh, oh, really? No, I mean, I don't. I mean, I do because I love werewolf movies. Yeah, but I, at the same time, I also, I mean, just remakes in general. I'm, I'm always skeptical about. Um, I don't know. I think that they could actually do a good job with it, though. I'm sure I'm going to be eating my words, and it's probably going to be just <laughs> fucking awful. I I like Max Landis as a person. Like I think he's funny. I like his politics for the most part. Um, but as a filmmaker, people on the internet do not agree with you. Really, he is not a popular person on the internet. Really, yeah. Well, maybe just apparently look. he like he said that he hated um, the newest Star Wars. Okay, and and then there was some other movie that had a female lead that he said he'd hated, and so it start it turned into he's a misogynist oh he's like no these mm. are just shitty movies <laughs> i feel like those star wars fanboys um are god i mean the movie could just be ass and they're still gonna oh sure just give people shit who say it sucks oh yeah i mean like i, I don't know if you guys remember when the when the the prequel trilogy came out you know episode one through three yeah you know people were like over the moon about those fucking movies, but now people just talk so much shit about it. Yeah. Like, all three of them say how awful they are. And, you know, the episode two and three, those were pretty shit, but I think that had a lot to do with Hayden Christensen. Mm, yeah. Because he's awful. Awful. He's did you great. see they cast uh, Amelia Clark in the Han Solo movie? I did not. As uh, who? Uh, the female lead. I don't... They, did, they didn't say who she is, but I don't. I don't think she's Leia, but... I don't think I don't think, I don't think they knew each other then. Yeah, I love the guy that cast as Han Solo looks nothing like Harrison Ford. So I just want to see it because Donald Glover is Lando. That's awesome, <laughs> right? That's true. That is pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best thing Max Landis did though was wrestling isn't wrestling. Yeah, I mean, he he wrote the script for um, Chronicle. That's which, right, yeah. which was a pretty good movie. Did you see that? Yeah, that was the one that took place here, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's involved in Channel Zero somehow too. I don't know exactly what his role in that oh, is. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. But um, I don't know. I, I think that if as he's, long as they go practical, they have to go practical. Well, see, I'm worried that like he's gonna make it really douchey. 
is going to be like there's some hidden meaning, like being a werewolf is going to be some kind of metaphor. God, I hope not. Yeah, and that's what I'm really fucking concerned about. Horror movies don't... I mean, that's what I love about horror movies. They don't need those cliche, bullshit-ass... Hell no. Like... I always love when people are like, oh, yeah, well, here's the hidden meeting, and then the director comes out and goes, what? No. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. It's a zombie movie. Yeah. But then George Romero likes to, you know, come up with political things after the fact. Yeah, True. and then bitch about it when nobody wants to see it. Right. It's always somebody else's fault, isn't it, George? Yeah, it's The Walking Dead's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, my biggest concern is they're going to be way too much CGI. Yeah, if they yeah. CGI the transformation scene, I'm going to fucking find Max Landis and shave his head. <laughs> well, it's like I'd really like to see Rick Baker come back, but he's not going he's to. Retired, right? He's retired, right? retired. Sad. That is sad, actually. I know that. Yeah, he retired because they fucked him so bad on uh, Wolfman. Fuck. Because they well, took... I mean, he, he painstakingly created that look for Del Toro. Um, and then they CGI'd the shit out of it, and he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. Good for him. Um, I still think yeah. the best werewolf transformation was The Howling. That or Michael Jackson's Thriller. Better than American good. Werewolf? Rick Baker did uh, uh, both of those. Yeah. No, oh, I love the, tra- the transformation. The transformation scene in American Werewolf just looks so painful. No, I mean, I trust me. That's a good one. But... <laughs> For whatever reason, the howling that one to me just creeps me out, man. It is it's pretty creepy. I I agree with you. Um, that's probably in my top three. Yeah, like there's probably a howling, um, American Werewolf, and then Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I dig that, but it's probably not my top three. I don't think. I'm trying to think of one like my favorite style of werewolf transformation is the one where they like. Like they, like they shed their human skin. Yeah, like trick or treat. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There we go. That's actually. That's yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's top three right yeah, there. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so do we have a timeline on this? No. Okay. Well, I don't know if he's working on anything right now that he has to finish first, or if I don't. I don't know. But I mean, this is it's being set up at Universal. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Universal. God damn it. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know how into like horror news you are, Dave, but uh, we have like ongoing grudges with certain things <laughs> just because of it's all good, things we've heard over the years, <laughs> Universal in particular, because they're uh, rebooting their entire Universal Monsters of world. Yeah. Yeah. So they want to make it a, a shared universe. Like, oh, Jesus. Like Marvel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We don't need that. No. Uh, they're making a mummy movie that you may have heard about with little baby tom cruise yes as yes. a navy seal <laughs> they have a height requirement as a navy seal <laughs> i don't think he meets it and, um, and uh russell crow oh yeah is dr jekyll for some oh, reason god who's in the mummy for some reason <laughs> oh jesus anyway. and then they want to remake the wolfman with the rock mm, i like the rock of doom randomly didn't think i would but he, that's not his forte i don't think yeah yeah, I I, I I love The Rock. I like he <clears throat> has really grown as an actor. I think like mm-hmm. I mean, you go back to like The Mummy, and he was pretty much shit. I mean, as, as he, he would have a speaking game. role, and he sucked. <laughs> but nowadays, he's like actually a pretty solid actor. Yeah. Um, but I don't want him in The Wolfman. No, it's a that would be such a weird fit. 
He's not fucking Larry Talbot. I mean, give me a break. Plus, they'd have to make that wolf be just fucking ripped. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. Like the buffest werewolf of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's like Larry, Lawrence Talbot's supposed to be like this, like, not not dork, but just like this. Like an everyman. Pussy, like, yeah, exactly. An everyman. Yeah. Not a big fucking jacked <laughs> pro wrestler. Pro wrestler. <laughs> yeah, that's just not fair. I mean, take over the world right there. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So. This is happening to us. Max is a liar. (laughs) So we've heard a lot of rumors about supposed Nosferatu um, remakes in the last, what, two years? One year. Well, that the the Nosferatu remix is allegedly still in the works. The one with Doug Jones. It, was that the one they were kickstarting or yeah, crowdfunding? Yeah, or so, some sort. Where they were basically going to take Doug Jones and just digitally put him in the original movie. Right. Yeah. Which I don't understand the point. No of. Fucking point. Yeah. Um. Well, we've got like an official studio-backed remake happening. Um, it's being written and directed by Robert Eggers, who may be familiar to those that are uh, fans of The Witch. Dave, did you see that? Yeah, not a not a big fan. I thought me, it was me neither. Okay, I, I I didn't. It went completely over my head. I see. I'm, I'm with you. I thought it was okay. I, I didn't rave about it like a lot of people, but I thought I thought it was okay. It was decent. I thought it was dumb. See, he again, dumb. when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be sick!" Yes, and I was really geeked. And as soon as it was available on demand, I you know, paid the whatever seventeen ninety nine and just sat there like, eh. Not a lot happened. Yeah, exactly. Not a lot did happen, which I think kind of irritated me. And a lot more could have yeah. happened. Yeah, and a lot of people are just like, oh, well, build suspense. It's like, I mm. didn't. I was falling asleep in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> because there wasn't shit happening. Yeah. Black Phillip, though. Black Phillip was pretty sweet. Black Phillip like, was pretty sweet. The ending was the best part. Yeah, oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, totally. the rest of the movie was shit. Yeah, yeah it at like, least had a good payoff. It would have, this would have been like the witch would have been really good at, and I think I said this when we when we talked about it on the show. The witch would have been really good if it was like a not documentary, but like a look back at 17th century America, mm-hmm. just like uh, not retrospective. I can't think of the right words. Uh, just I don't know a day in the life of a of a Puritan family. That that movie would have been perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to play it off as a horror—that's bullshit. Yeah, there's nothing scary about it. No, fair enough. Um, Eggers announced that or announced this news himself uh, on IndieWire's Filmmaker Toolkit podcast. Not familiar with it. Me neither. <laughs> um, apparently he directed a play version of it in high school. That could be cool. That, that could be cool. That I could mean, be cool. You know, small sets like in, in the film. I mean, mostly, you know, wooden backdrops, you know, two-dimensional sets. Yeah. That could play really well as a stage play, I think. I it's think funny so. hearing about horror directors that did plays of horror movies in high school, because we talked to Todd Nunes, yeah. uh, who said he did it. He made a play of Friday the 13th in high school. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, didn't he say he played Jason himself, didn't he? I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baghead Jason. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Um... 
Yeah, uh, he said, uh, I saw a picture of Max Shrek on, as Count Orlock in my elementary school, and I lost my mind. So I have to imagine that that's where his influence came from. Yeah, sounds like this is, something, this is a, uh, a movie that affected him deeply. Deeply. So, so deep. deep. <laughs> <laughs> We've been hanging out too long. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he said this uh, version is going to be aesthetically similar. Um and his vampire will have origins in folklore. Uh, similar to the original, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I wonder what, okay. that, what, what he means his vampire will have origins in folklore. Because, I mean, with Nosferatu, you didn't really get a whole lot of origin. Not really. He just kind of was. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. Nosferatu was... It was Dracula. Right. Correct, yeah. Because Shrek... Or not Shrek. Um, <sighs> Murnau couldn't get rights to it. Yeah. So he just made his own. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, make, maybe Orlock is going to be more of a more ancient type of vampire, I guess. I guess. I mean, it sounds like we're going to get a little more backstory than the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Thoughts? Like, as far as the remix thing that we were talking about, I fucking love Doug Jones, and I think he's a goddamn perfect Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I want him to be in this. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, like there there have been more or less remakes of Nosferatu in the past years. I mean, uh, uh, Werner Herz, Herzog did it. Yeah. Um, then there was Shadow of the Vampire, mm-hmm. um, which was sort of a remake. It was more of a a fantastical version of like a behind the scenes making of Nosferatu. Remember when uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark did an episode with Nosferatu? Yes. And that was actually pretty creepy. Oh, it was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was one where the kids are trying to keep a theater afloat, right? Yeah. And And the guy that was in it was in, the I think, the Harry Potter uh, series. The big dude. I can't think of his name now with the big-ass beard. I think he played, like, the the, either the theater owner or something, but... Fuck, I don't know. It was a long time ago, obviously. But they did a good job. Movies, so. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why I know that is because my brother at the time was into it, so I took him to the first one, but mm. not a fan. Yeah, I, my wife is, like, all about Harry Potter. Yeah, I just no. don't give a shit. No. I mean, you, you can see my bookshelf over there with all the fucking Harry Potter books. Those, yes. aren't, those aren't mine. Sickening. <laughs> I mean, my wife is, like, like in, in deep with Harry Potter, she's got like so deep, <laughs> so deep. <laughs> she's got like all the hardbacks. I think she has a copy of paperbacks too. Jesus. Um, she she runs an Etsy shop, and most of the stuff she sells on there is Harry Potter related. I'm sure, it does well. It actually does. She yeah. makes a lot of money. Off I bet. Of it. Yeah. Um, she does like this thing where she like, um, I think it's only in the paperback editions. That there's like a little illustration at the beginning of each chapter she basically cuts that out and puts it on a porcelain tile and sells them as coasters wow she sells a shitload of them. i believe it anyway so she have to keep buying more books just to cut them up yeah she like it's like it's never-ending quest for her to like just search like thrift stop thrift shops and stuff uh looking for well, yeah because you don't want to buy that shit new just thought out. But, I mean, she makes her money back in spades, though. I well, bet. All right. She'll buy, like... As long as she's making profit, that's all that matters. Yeah, she bought, like, an entire, like, box set of the entire series for, like, 10 bucks or something like that. Wow. And then she sells, like, a set of four 
coasters for like 15 or something like that. Sweet. She's making money. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, that's awesome. My sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Dave, how do, what do you feel about this? Uh, I mean, this is like, for me, this is one of my favorites. The original, obviously, Nosferatu. Mainly just because of the character of Count Orlock is so creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like, for example, like we've talked about Friday the 13th and Jason per se doesn't necessarily scare me. Um, yeah. I just, I love his character. I yeah. think he's awesome. Um, but like Count Orlock, the woman from The Grudge, I mean, those are characters that actually like creep me out. So, I mean, I would like to see it as long as they don't fuck with it too much. And yeah, cause I, I just, again, it's such a classic. I mean, we're talking like one of the probably first original horror movies. Um, so I'll watch it. I mean, that's a guarantee. I'll definitely watch it, mm-hmm. but I'll also probably be a little bit more skeptical just because of that. You know, the fact that it is what it is. Yeah. It's really hard to touch a classic yeah. like this. And Especially since I have to assume it's not going to be a silent movie. Exactly. Right. <clears throat> you you went to a showing of it, right? Yeah. How was that? It was good. It was cool. You said it had a live organ player? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, had I known that you were going that night, I would have gone with, with you. Like, if I had known ahead of time, I would have planned to go with you. Hmm. But That was Halloween night, right? It was Halloween night, yeah. yeah. I remember hearing about that, actually. I, I should have went. Damn it. <laughs> I I think Eggers is a good choice for this. I, I can agree with that. Like, no matter what you think about the witch, you, you can see the kind of influence there. Yeah, and he's also, he's, he's obviously got a very good grasp on period pieces. Yeah, right. So, that's that's important. Um, I, w- I would love to see Doug Jones as Count Orlock in this, though. That'd be pretty sweet. And not just in that remix thing. <laughs> do we, who else could, do you think, could play? Willem Dafoe. Well, I mean, if Shadow of Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> he was perfect for it, though. I mean, you have to admit. That's true. He just looks creepy. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, his face. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, he he looked like, you know, when Shrek was as Count Orlock, yeah. that's what he looked like. Exactly. I imagine it'll probably be somebody we've never heard of, though. Probably. I mean, Usually. there's a lot of fucking tall, like, gangly, creepy guys <laughs> yeah. to, to play it, so... Imagine if it's that. Um, as long as they don't make it a woman or something. Uh, who's who's that? Dumb. Who's the the like tall, super skinny guy, who's playing the? He's in it. The first it or the new the, it? the new it. Bill Skarsgård. No, he plays the. Um, oh fuck! The leper. Oh, uh, some Spanish name, right? I don't. Yeah, I can't remember. What about him? Uh, sure. too, too tall, maybe. Well, I don't know. I mean, can he act? I mean, he'd be hunched over. That's, I mean, yeah, that's true. He's always just like a character. He's not really. Yeah. I mean, have you have you seen like Mama? Did I see? No, but I I saw the trailer. Uh, I meant to see it. But... Okay. Um. What else has he been in? Uh, he was in something just recently. The Conjuring Two, maybe. That's right. Yeah. Did you see the Conjuring Two? That I look forward to seeing. I have not seen it yet. Yeah. But, okay. No. That's the only two I can think this guy's been in. Oh. Javier Botet. Right. Yeah. Hmm. He's like super tall and super skinny and he can like contort his body in all kinds of weird ways. That sounds creepy already. Yeah, I think his thing is a con- like he's a contortionist. Yeah, okay. in, in The Conjuring 2, people were like, that's shitty CGI. And they're like, that's a person. Oof. <laughs> that's actually a compliment then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His character in Conjuring 2 was probably like the creepiest part about that movie. Really? 
Even was it I... better than the first? I actually really liked the first one, surprisingly. We're, we're not James Wan fans yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, I think James Wan can eat a dick, so. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I think we've talked about this long enough. <laughs> So, as everyone knows, Stranger Things season two is underway. Yes, and they have so uh, good, they've, so good, saga. <laughs> they've uh, they've added more people to the cast, including Rudy, Rudy himself, Sean Astin. <laughs> oh boy, fuck Rudy. Yeah, fuck Rudy. <laughs> Thank you, God. But I mean, like, of all people to add to this cast of Stranger Things, of course you have to have a Goonie. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Goonies never say die. That's right. Uh, Sean Aston will play Bob Newby, a kind-hearted. <laughs> What's your last name? Up or down on the water? <laughs> a kind-hearted former nerd who went to high school with Joyce and Hopper, and now manages the local Radio Shack. Oh God, that is I, so eighties. I remember when Radio Shack was the thing. It was. I can't believe they still exist. By the way, how much did Radio yeah. Shack have to pay to get their name in there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be some great publicity for them. I mean, now maybe they'll get more than ten people total. Yeah, people will be like, "What's Radio Shack?" Well, I know we had like what's a radio in uh, in in Federal Way where I live. Um, we had like three Radio Shacks at like you know different areas of town. It's like the Starbucks, basically. <laughs> they're they're all gone now. I mean, like yeah, they still have one inside Northgate Mall, which is random. Really? Yeah. Super weird. Nick so. Cannon is a spokesperson for Radio Shack, which is also funny because <laughs> no one really remembers Nick Cannon anyway. So. <laughs> Nobody really remembers Radio Shack. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they've also added Paul Reiser from Mad About You fame. Oh, boy. <laughs> Speaking of the 80s. And the darkness. <laughs> and darkness. That's right. Yeah. You uh, see that? Yes. Did what you like it? Uh it was awful. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a big fan, to be honest. PG-13 and Blumhouse is just a bad combination. Yeah, I agree. Can't even fix it with bacon. <laughs> bacon fixes everything. Uh, Paul Reiser will play Dr. Owens, a high-ranking member within the Department of Energy, on a, quote, cleanup assignment tasked with containing the events of last year. All right. Okay. Uh, also, Danish actress Linnea Berthelsen has been cast as Roman, According to Netflix, she's an emotionally damaged, magnetic young woman who suffered a great loss as a child. Although she does not live in Hawkins, she's mysteriously connected to the supernatural events at the lab. Which kind of sounds like she's an, another 11. Yeah, like maybe she's, mm. she's 10 or something. She's, <laughs> she's, she's, yeah, 7. 7. 7 and 11. Yes. 7 and 11. And Radio Shack. You can't, you can't buy publicity like that. Right. Um... Like I, I'm still trying to get my wife to watch season one. She's, she still hasn't. No, she's wow. not. She's not opposed to it. She just hasn't done it. I think as soon as I mean, once you start, she'll be totally into it. I I, maybe, I would assume. Um, I think because she's younger. She, I mean, she's she's in her late twenties. Okay. So she doesn't remember the eighties. Sure. You know, you know, he and I we were born in the mid eighties, so just that much memory of the eighties for us. But she has none. So, I think the whole throwback feel of it is kind of lost on her. Right. But, yeah, she, I think she'd still enjoy it. I mean, she liked the Goonies, and she fucking put that off for years. 
This is, it's so similar to the Goonies. Have you told her that? I don't know if I have or not, but yes, it definitely is. And I think that that comparison has been made by every single person oh, I'm sure watched it. <laughs> uh, also joining the cast is comedian Brett Gelman, uh, who you may recognize as Mr. K from Go On. <laughs> Mr. K. Yeah. The letter K. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Cave. Oh, no, I said K. Oh. <laughs> that character was awesome. He was also on The League. Was he? Yeah. Um, and I guess he had a couple shows on Adult Swim, but he recently left Adult Swim because of their misogynistic hiring practices. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. Huh. Um, but he's been cast as Murray Bauman, a disgraced journalist turned conspiracy theorist, theorist who is investigating a cold case in Hawkins. Hawkins. Hmm. Excuse you, dog. I'm stoked. I can't wait. I'm really fucking pumped about it. And, uh, have we talked about the fact that they've already, they've announced that Eleven is coming back? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, as if there was any doubt. I mean. Yeah. When is when is it going to come out? February or is it? Spring? I think March. Okay, March. Is it that? Or, I, I was I thinking think so. summer for some reason. I think it's supposed to be like early 2017. Okay. Yeah, I'm fucking jacked. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I really just I hope it doesn't hit that sophomore slump. I like that they said like they've had big stars approach them about being in it and they were like you're just not right yeah i'm glad they didn't try to like shoehorn people in just to you know get name notoriety yeah the russo brothers are like nah bro (laughs) (laughs) we were joking about how they're like we've seen like interviews with them and they're just total like college frat guys like (laughs) are they really yeah Yeah. they're total bros it's it's hilarious (laughs) did you know they it was their idea to remake it no. Like, they wanted to do it, and the studio was like, we don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> wow. Well, now they do. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, fuck, Andy Machete? That's who we came up with? Really? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that after... Um, Fukunawa? Yeah. After he dropped out, that they didn't just go yeah. to them. I mean, maybe they did, and they were like, no, nah, we got our own thing going. Maybe. Actually, maybe. had Stranger Things come out at that point? Mm, it may not have. But they may have been working on it. Maybe. Yeah. But I would think they would be like, yeah, as soon as we're done with this, let's let's jump on that. Yeah. Because you can see a lot of it influence in Stranger Things. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. No yeah. question. I'm excited. Yeah. Get hype. I love, I love their theme music. I think it's fucking awesome. Have you heard the uh, mashup of the theme music and Childish Gambino? Yes. So good. It's so good. So good. I still haven't listened to that. You have to, dude. It's sick. I'll check it out. It's sick. Uh, Anything else to add? Anyone? Eggos. Okay. (laughs) No help from Taylor. Dave? Eggos does sound good right now, though. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is is the Demogorgon going to be in it, or is it going to be something completely different? I don't know. She destroyed it, right? Well, that's what I thought. See, okay. I promise I won't talk long on this. That was one of the things that my wife and I were talking about after watching it was like, was the Demogorgon actually part of Eleven? Like, was that Eleven's, like, uh, other side? Or who the fuck knows? All I know is that it was weird because it seemed like they both just disappeared. Yeah, and if she's coming back, then by all theories, exactly. it should be able to come back, too. Like, part of me thought, like, that was the side of her when she was dealing with, you know, all the shit that was going on with her, that that was her release. But that was, so she had, she was the only one that could actually defeat. I don't know. I mean, it was a weird fucking thought, but... I was just like, God, I swear there's just something with Eleven that has to do with the Demogorgon. I don't know. It's that's fucking weird. Be, that's an interesting theory. Yeah. It's uh, weird. 
Yeah, I mean, like, it does seem like she, I mean, she she opened the Upside Down. She, yeah. I mean, for all we know, maybe she created it. Exactly. Maybe that was her escape, or I don't know. I mean, that was the, the hell that she lived in or something along those lines. Like, that's like her dark personality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if that's the case, she killed Barb. <laughs> Good. She did kill Barb. <laughs> <laughs> and she tried to kill, uh, what's his face? The kid. Will. Will. Yeah. Kind of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck egos. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. We're gonna be best friends. Gonna come to your house and watch her doilies and season one till the end. I'll hand you everything I own and you'll sign it all for me. Then we'll start rehearsing for Kaylee and Dream. Okay. Our hero. A God Amongst Men. 2015 Golden Grave Award winner. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mr. Bruce Ash Campbell. <laughs> that uh, his middle name. <laughs> maybe. We don't know. Should be. No, nobody knows. I thought his middle name was Lorne. I don't think it is. I think it is. Lorne? Like Lauren or Lorne? Like Lorne Michaels. Oh, wow. Huh. Interesting. Look it up. You have the internet. Um, but he is coming out with a new book. It's exciting. Uh, it's going to be called Hail to the Chin, Further Confessions of, uh, sorry, Hail to the Chin, colon, Further Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. Um, so Bruce Lauren Campbell. Wow. Okay. How about that? I like Ash better. <laughs> I'm going to continue to call him Bruce Ash. Um, book schedule come out on hardcover on August 8, 2017 uh, from St. Martin's Press. Don't care sorry <laughs> um it is a follow-up book to his previous work uh if chins could kill did you i actually own that do you yeah is it good it's really good he's all about the chin he is well he's everybody big close to the chin, chin on on the cover of the book his face with a big <laughs> butt chin <laughs> i mean i want like you know all these stars they insure their assets like uh I think Jennifer Lopez actually yeah, insured, insured her, her ass. ass. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he insured his chin. I would. I yeah. would. It's a fucking national It's a moneymaker, man. I would pay for the insurance on his chin if it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably crowdfund the insurance for his chin. There you go. Yes. Uh, I mean, even after his death, I want to preserve his chin. We'll put it on display in the Smithsonian. <laughs> you know, like a death mask of his chin. <laughs> <laughs> um... The book is about Bruce bringing us through his life in the decade since his first memoir and his roles as varied as his roles varied as they are numerous from his roles in Spider-Man in Spider-Man movies to his self-referential My Name is Bruce to his role on the number one show Burn Notice and his new stars hit series Ash Evil versus Evil Dead. Uh, Dave, did you see My Name is Bruce? No. Oh, it's so good. I need to see it. Solid. The last thing I saw with him, I mean, not counting, of course, his newer stuff, was, um, what was it called? Bubba Hotep? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That was the last that thing was a good I one saw. Too. That was pretty good. I, I did like that. Yeah. Was that Sam Raimi also or no? No, that was uh, Don Mancini. Okay. Yeah, of uh, Child's Play. Fame. Yeah. Because I'm assuming that that's, I mean, the whole Sam Raimi connection is why he even had those bit roles in Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's what I thought. Um, we went to, actually, he was here in Seattle with My Name is Bruce doing like a not, not festival run but like a 
book Q&A. signing? Or? Oh, cool. Yeah, like they're doing sc- like a screening, and then after a show, they're doing a Q&A uh, several locations around the I country. Probably, you know, I probably heard about that because that sounds – I feel like I'm experiencing deja vu. <laughs> so that, that does sound familiar. Yeah, we went to it. It was, it was awesome. I uh, bet. I mean, we obviously didn't get a chance to talk to him personally, but um, it was just cool to see him in, in the flesh, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's – He's one of the best, man. Yeah. Um, it's funny. He made a joke about his Spider-Man roles. He says, uh, I am the one person to ever defeat Spider-Man. Yeah. I guess he is, <laughs> he right? He was the doorman. Yeah. yeah he wouldn't he let was. him in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, this is pretty sweet. Um, I uh, need to read If Chins Could Kill. You know, I, I do most of my reading through audiobooks now because mm-hmm. I just don't really put aside the time to sit down and read he doesn't know how to read I, I don't know how to read that's the secret <laughs> um but i would love for an audiobook of this like read by him read by him yeah That'd oh my awesome. god that would be awesome i could definitely listen to him talk for like 10 hours i would listen to him read the phone book what? oh it'd be great i would listen to him read the phone book yeah totally <laughs> that's probably like the only way he could get me to read like the bible or something. i was just gonna say <laughs> that too <laughs> bruce campbell does the bible so, um have you, have you watched Ash, Ash vs. Evil Dead? Yeah, so we watched, because, God, and this is so typical of, you know, cable TV nowadays. The way that they do it is, you know, they let you watch the first episode for free. Mm, yep. And so I'm like, oh my God, this is sick. And, like, my wife actually watched it with me and enjoyed it. And then, of course, after that, I was like, I don't want to fucking, what was it, Stars? Is that yeah. what it's on? I'm like, God damn it, man. So, that, unfortunately, I've left off after one episode. So, oh. <laughs> I know eventually, you know, once it gets, stri- I mean, there'll be a way where I'll be able to watch it. And I'll sit down and just watch the whole thing in like a weekend. But I did really like it. I mean, it totally brought back great memories of, you know, all the fucking Definitely. Army of Darkness, Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, those were such classic movies and it felt just like that. Which, again, I was a little nervous about because I'm like, uh Yeah. But the fact, I mean, with Bruce Campbell in there, I'm like, okay, can't be that bad like yeah, it has you got to be behind the scenes too, exactly so. there has to be some redeeming qualities and it was really good i mean it was creepy too like i mean it, it does what all those movies did which is like scary but then also make you laugh at the same time mm-hmm. and, yeah 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 and the, the great thing about the show is it does so much fan service yeah uh, i mean like uh, i think it was a was the last episode of the first season where they actually go back to the cabin yeah um and that was that was really awesome that does sound awesome yeah and they got like the demon cam in there and stuff yeah all the all the, the old demon school stuff. I love it. <laughs> That's trademark. Great plot podcast. Mr. Crowley, oh, Mr. Crowley, you so speaking of books, uh, in fact, comic books. There's going to be a new comic series based on the Hatchet franchise, which is pretty sweet because those movies kick ass. Yes, they do. You seen the Hatchet movies, Dave? Uh, I don't think I have, actually, to be oh, honest really? with you. They're okay. so good. Yeah, I don't think I have. They're I mean, very, I know of them, but I don't think I've seen the Hatchet They're very, series. like, old-school slasher. Which is what I'm all about. Are they kind of like the... Um, God, what were those Christmas ones? Not So Silent Night? Is that what it was called? Or Silent no? Night, Deadly Night? Yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night. No. Well... Kind of. It's it's more based in fantasy. Um, okay. Like uh, it's it's pretty similar to Friday the Thirteenth. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's it's like a like a ghost story type thing too. And aren't a couple of them on Netflix right now? I swear I've seen possibly Hatchet something. I'm pretty on sure there. the first one is. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to watch then for sure. Yeah. It's the the first one's definitely the best. Um, the second one's probably the goriest, I think. Uh, and the third one. 
I don't know. I mean, it's good, but definitely not as good as the first two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it also wasn't directed by Adam Green, as, po- as opposed to the first two. Was it not? No. He, oh. he produced it, but he didn't direct it. I didn't realize that. Are these 90s films, or are they more recent? More recent, yeah. Okay. Like, I think the first one came out in, what, 2000? Was it that long ago? Maybe not. I'm not sure. 2001, maybe? Because I think, I think the movie's having like an anniversary, like 15 years or something like that. Oh, wow. So I maybe it's like 2001. That. I feel like anything that has an anniversary that's like 15 years, and then you say it's like, oh, yeah, 2001, I'm like, it just <laughs> sounds weird. Yeah, that's yeah. not 15 years ago. <laughs> I was surprised when my 10-year uh, high school uh, reunion came up. And I was like, what? Yeah. I'm not that old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so yeah, this is going to be a partnership between Aeriscope, of course, and American Mythology. It's going to be rolling out in 2017. Uh, American Mythology promises to take Hatchet in bold new directions with a series of planned story arcs revolving around genre icon Victor Crowley. Uh, some of the artists... Involved with this include Andrew Magnum, who did Reanimator and Evil Ernie. Uh, he'll be drawing the gory interiors, and Greg LaRock from the Avengers and the Flash, as well as Buzz Hassan from the Living Corpse, and Ken Haser of Army of Darkness and Back to the Future uh, will be doing the covers. I've, I've, I, I didn't know these people by name, but I looked up some of their work. It's very, all their styles are very different. So oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I, maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. Maybe but, just variable covers. I guess. Well, I mean, Reanimator. Oof. Yeah, I mean that one was. <laughs> I mean, talk I, about gory, Jesus. <laughs> I haven't actually read any uh, Reanimator comics. I've flipped through some Re- Evil Ernie before, and it wasn't really my style. It's kind of a little too chaotic for me. But, um, I mean, I've obviously read you know the Avengers and the Flash and stuff like that is this the flash like the current flash that's on right now i believe so oh i do not like that one the the new the flash that's on this is comics oh from the actual comics yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. oh okay okay oh i got about the tv show yeah tony loves that so much really i just thought it's a little too cheesy for me it's 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 cheesy but I maybe mean, if i got past the first i mean the first episode i was like oh my god the cheese factor just i couldn't yeah it's it's a little goofy but but it gets I mean, better i ex- well yeah um, i think i watch it though right after i finished daredevil so it's like to uh, go from something that's super dark yeah to you know to, to a fucking CW, sitcom yeah CW, exactly yeah. it's a sitcom show i mean it's yeah i mean like those cw shows um i mean uh, flash arrow um what else do I watch? Supernatural, iZombie. Those are all CW shows yeah. for sure. I mean, but I still enjoy them uh, for what they are. Uh, and definitely seeing the shit that DC's putting out with their movies now, it's like it's definitely the better option in my opinion. That's true. So you can pick up these these comics? I'll check them out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Could be cool. <laughs> could be cool. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, that's that's going to wrap up horror business. Yeah. So, um... Let's just move on to the reviews. Let's just do reviews. Yeah. That's, that, that's what we usually do. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, it's this isn't, like, a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My first show. Okay, so real world horror. No, no, no. I'm, where you I'm, really did forget how to do this. What am I doing? What's going on in my life?
Dave, you want to become the new host? Uh, sure, let's do it. know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll go. I'll come back and pick up the shit later. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Reviews. There it is. That's what we do now. Um, two movies as per usual. Taylor, which one would you like to start with? I say let's ask Dave. Okay, Dave, what would you like to start with? Oh, boy. Let's start with uh, Fear, Inc. I just want to be scared a little bit. I just want to shake in my boots. <laughs> hey, look at that. Not scary. This ain't scary enough, huh? Sorry? This dude told me about this company that create these custom scares for you. Fear something? If you ever want to be really scared, just call that number. You don't want to do this. These guys chase my boss through a parking garage in the middle of the night. What? Fear Inc. How do we get tickets? Sorry, we're sold out. We're live at the scene of a quadruple homicide. Is that a house? Joe Foster is considered to be the main suspect. What the Fear Inc. What? They got the breakers. Did you not hear a word we said? This company is dangerous, man. Little pigs, little pigs, let me come in. Not by the hair of your chinny chin chin. <laughs> well, then I'll blow your house in. What kind of company did you guys run? You made me kill my friends. You're the horror buff, Joe. You should have known. This, this is a game. The Shining, Scream, they're all horror films. <laughs> Awesome, wasn't it? There's something strange going on, Joe. Keep an eye out. Um, so Fear Inc. is the story of fuck. What the what's the guy's name? Uh, Joe. Right. Yeah. He, he I is. Keep a... wanting to say Jimmy because he he played Jimmy in Raising Hope. Did you either of you watch oh, that? No. no. Uh... I love that show. I was so upset when it got canceled. So Joe is a, a horror movie aficionado, much like ourselves. Yes. And he just, he loves to go to like haunted attractions, even though he doesn't think they're scary at all. Sounds he, familiar. He takes his, <laughs> takes his girlfriend to one on a date night. Yeah, that wouldn't go over well. <laughs> and he's sitting there talking about how they're not scary, and he gets approached by the great Hambino. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I was going to if you did. Uh, and he's like, he hands him a card. He says, if you want to get scared, just call this number. And he's like, get away from me, Ginge. <laughs> yeah, you're creeping me out by all by yourself. Yes. Just by existing. <laughs> this whole thing, this you, whole got, thing going you on. got going <laughs> with the curly hair and the freckles. It's weird. <laughs> but so then uh, his friend Linderman from Freddy vs. Jason shows up. That's what he was in. I knew I recognized him. Wait, sorry, say that again. His his buddy was Linderman. He was the guy that was crush on Kelly Rowland. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, he pissed his pants, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't he? Yeah, piss I his think pants? you're right. Yeah. Did he? I think he did. When they were in this in the van or something like that, or I don't remember that. I, don't know. I think I remember her I remember like he was saying a, something to he him. He was about a puss, it. and I, what was Kelly Rowland's name in that movie again? 
she was just disgusted by i mean he was the typical just douchey nerdy yeah yeah yeah, and she was just like this typical mean bitch. For, yes. Like, she's just mean for the sake of it. Yeah. Which, which ever since then, I probably just thought, God, that's what Kelly Rowland really is like. <laughs> Fuck Kelly Rowland. <laughs> Isn't she like a gospel singer now or something? Probably, like so I'm going to go to hell for that, but oh well. Yeah, see you there. <laughs> um, so, they're all hanging out. It's Joe and his girlfriend, and then Linderman and his girlfriend, or wife, or whatever. And... Um, he tells him about Fear Inc. and Linderman's like, "Dude, no, they're fucking crazy. Don't don't fuck with them." Yeah, because his boss, right, Abigail Breslin, Abigail Breslin is in it for like five minutes. His his twenty year old boss apparently, right? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she hired them. And where did he go wrong in life where he's working for a twenty year old? <laughs> yeah, what is his job? He doesn't. They never really no, say. They never he's, say. He's he's an office guy. Oh, he does he does office things. <laughs> So yeah, he uh, he says, you know, don't don't fuck with them. So Joe decides, I'm gonna call him, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and they say, um, you know, the, the the guy from American Horror Story answers the phone and says, oh sorry, we're sold out. And then next thing you know, some Jack Torrance looking guy breaks into their house, starts quoting The Shining to him. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. I didn't yeah. pick up on that. Really? Yeah. What did, he, what did he say? He said, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. That's three little pigs. Well, yes, but, but it's awesome. it was, that's also in The Shining. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so, eventually all this stuff just keeps happening and all of it is so fucking referential. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And the thing is, I love referential stuff, but I like homages. I like a little hat tip, mm-hmm. not fucking headbutt you with references. And then if you don't get them, explaining them to you. Yeah. Like that, that was the worst part about this. Yes. That's what Joe was like almost, it's almost what he was there for is to like say, oh, that's from this movie. Yeah. It's like, no, I get it. Yeah. When, when Bob from, uh, not Bob, Bill from uh, Office Space gets Richard killed. Richard Greeley. Richard Greeley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when he gets killed. Spoiler, spoiler alert <laughs> whatever um he, he says that it's it's like drew barrymore from scream and like i i wouldn't have picked up on that yeah that was one that i probably wouldn't have picked up on but then like once he said it i was like oh because he had the sweater on yeah and you know the killer was wearing a, a, a cloak and a mask yeah it was like a tiki mask almost yeah almost yeah which reminded me of club dread but i don't think that was supposed to be the reference <laughs> great movie and so yeah then uh you know, it's it's clear that Fear Inc. has has shown up, and they're they're plotting all these things against him, and it's basically just him trying to figure out if if this is real or what's real, mm-hmm. and it it kind of you know goes back and forth, where you know you think something is real and then you find out it's not, or vice versa. Yeah, I think like as the viewer, at least at least from my perspective, it's like you're watching it and you're seeing all this stuff happen and just knowing what the movie is and what the story's supposed to be that like while Joe is living in this world where it's just like, oh yeah, these are just some really great gags. It's like as the viewer, I'm thinking, okay, well he clearly doesn't know that his friends are really being killed in front of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of how I viewed it. Because like, Linderman gets tied to a, or a strapped to a chair and he's got like this mask on 
and he's like, "Oh, it's Saw." Like, no, we get it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, then you know this thing pops up on the screen. He's like, "I'm not a puppet," <laughs> and he tells him that somehow he tells him that he has to cut off his friend's hand. Yeah. And so he like pulls out the the buzz saw and he chops off his hand. He's like, "Oh, it's a fake hand." Yeah, like he's like, yeah, "It's a real blade, guys." <laughs> yeah, it's real blade on this. Okay. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I, the end I thought was predictable. Uh, did you? Well, I guess at a point maybe. Yeah. It, it this was there was several different spots that made you think there's a lot of twists yeah there's a lot of twists and like i said like a lot of parts where you think okay well that's the end but then they yeah then Mm -hmm. there's another ending beyond that but at one point they actually like telegraph the end do you mean like at the end no i mean like like (laughs) joe's joe says something that basically like lays out the rest of the movie at one point joe says you know that movie the game Yes. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, side note, is one of my favorite thrillers. I love that movie. It's pretty good. I thought it was excellent. Solid cast and good good story, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I thought that was funny because as I was watching it, I'm like, this is kind of like the game. And then he (laughs) says, oh, this is like the game. (laughs) (laughs) I think I probably thought the same thing, too, because, I mean, that's basically, you know, Fear Inc. is, um, what the fuck was the company in the game? Uh God, this is going to bother me. I can't think of their name, but... Did they I mean, have a name? I, I think they had a name, because remember they were in some building up on a certain floor, but then when he goes up there, of course, they're gone. As It's been ages since I've seen that. But I mean, a lot of it reminded me of the game, to be yeah. honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, just with nowhere near as good of a cast. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, this movie keeps you on your toes, because it does... It keeps twisting in all different ways, Yeah, and you're never quite sure what's real. Yeah, and like um, like I said, but as the viewer, you kind of have this position where you think maybe you can assume what is real and what isn't, but it really it really does keep you guessing because mm-hmm. you can never be too sure. Like even at having an outsider's perspective. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, I took notes on this the first time I've done that, and I don't even know how long, but um, they're kind of shitty notes, so. <laughs> I'm trying to make use of them, and it's just not working. What do you got? Um, uh, I said mention the game. We talked about that. Yeah. Before I brought it up, so it's pointless. Um, oh, I thought it was pretty funny that throughout, like, like Joe was impressed but not convinced that what was happening was real. Right. So he kept saying, oh, guys, that's awesome. <laughs> like, as these people are being fucking slaughtered in front of him. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> I, um, I thought, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but I like to watch a scary movie or a horror movie, whatever it may be, because I want to kind of actually feel scared or not sure. really know what's going on. I thought that this movie... The premise I thought was great because I think we all find ourselves in the scenarios like that where it's like, oh, that haunted house fucking sucked. That wasn't scary. Yeah. I want to get scared. And that's, I mean, it's kind of cool to be like, if there are companies that would actually like do that. I mean, I thought it was a clever idea. I just thought that the way, that, I mean, the, the acting for me was just so cheesy. Like, Joe, 
Oh God, Joe was, was over the top. He was so over Did the you think top so? that I, yeah, yeah. To I me, thought... he was so over the top that it actually annoyed me. Where I was just like, oh my God, like his character just irked me. Um, his his character was definitely kind of a douche. So douchey, just um, so douchey. Like I don't know what it was. So f- because of that, and I never really felt scared during the movie. So I don't know. I mean, I just I was a little frustrated. I guess you could say. I, th- I mean, I thought that again, the premise was was really good, um, but I think they could have done a much better job overall. Yeah, yeah. Like like for me, Joe, I didn't have a problem with him, but maybe my perspective is a little skewed because he was like too self-aware yeah exactly yeah i mean i guess i could see that but you know at the time i didn't really think of it because i like i said i really liked him on raising hope because i that show is hilarious and he was That's funny that grocery it. store show right that- no it was um it was uh his family uh they all live together in one house it's like the the, the parents and their that's their right own raising son. a baby and, yeah like, yeah that's right yeah and uh cloris leachman was the grandma yeah, I think I saw an episode. That was a good show, actually. Yeah, I I, I loved that show, and um, so yeah, the fact that the guy played Joe was on this, I maybe just had that uh, transferable sentiment for him, I guess. But um, yeah, I spent a lot of this movie thinking about like not so much being creeped out. Like, I think a lot of horror people or horror hounds like us are always constantly seeking, seeking like a genuine thrill. Didn't really get that from this movie. But in putting myself in Joe's shoes, like thinking, man, I honestly don't know what I'd do in this position. Like, right. Like, if I was put in this position, it would be fucked up. As, as many horror movies as I've seen, I would be totally ill-prepared for this. But that's the thing, is he was, like, so certain that everything was fake, that he was just, like, gung-ho about it all. Well, right. There, there's a certain point where that kind of flips, like, when... Yeah, this is true. And that's kind of, like, the first twist, is when he's not... Like, suddenly he's, like, you mean yep. this is real? Yeah. And um, that's when things really start to turn for him. And I think that was kind of the idea. Sure. Um... Because, yeah, this whole Fear, Inc. thing definitely went deeper than I think even us as viewers thought it would. Right. And I, I keep calling him Linderman, but what's the... <laughs> I don't know. Is it Ben or something? Yeah, I was ben. I think of him as Ryan Reynolds' little brother in Just Friends. Oh, oh just yeah. This little asshole that just gave, makes his life hell. But like Ben, you know, saying that these guys are legit crazy and he's like, they will hurt you. Yeah. So like that's always in the back of your mind. Right. And I'm sure, you know, in the back of Joe's mind, he even gets, you know, like, I think headbutted or bonked on the head or something. And the, yeah, you know, in, the, gets in the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, there are parts of it that are clearly real. Yeah. And, you know, he... he... It's, it's hard to talk about this without spoiling it. I yeah. know. It is. Um, <laughs> there's a part where he has to cut into someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, he gets blood on him and then he, like, licks his fingers and he's like that's real blood that's 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 real blood guys <laughs> and that's, guys I, you guys yeah. <laughs> and i think that's when the switch kind of flips for him yeah because yeah. then he starts believing oh my god this is actually real um <clears throat> i thought it was funny that on halloween joe and ben dressed as freddie and jason yeah yeah considering <laughs> ben 
the actor was in Freddy vs. Jason, and he was the one dressed as Jason. Right. Yeah. Just really poorly constructed costumes. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the cop scene was funny. Yeah. I won't spoil it, but the ending of the cop scene, I thought, was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> that, that surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, shit, I just had something I wanted to say, and now I forgot what it was. Probably wasn't important. Guess not. <laughs> Nobody likes it when you say things, Taylor. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, God, we haven't been talking about this long, and I don't have much else to say. Uh, I've said my piece on it, really. I mean, well, it's like we usually try to make our reviews about half an hour. I mean, we don't time it perfectly, but right. that's, that's what we're shooting for. But you did have a uh, Naomi Grossman also from American Horror Story in this. Yeah, like totally in the background though. Like if if you didn't recognize her face, you'd never know. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. So there you go. At first I thought she was uh Harley Mom from Feast. Mm. Yeah. But then I got a better look at her and realized it was her. <laughs> cool story, Good right? Good story. <laughs> <laughs> uh fuck. Do you have anything else to say? I mean, um, I, I think really thought we'd have more to talk about. You know, this this is billed as a horror comedy, mm-hmm. and I think it it toes that line very well. We've, yeah, we've talked about on the show how so many horror comedies are like it's a comedy with zombies in it. It's like okay, that's not a horror comedy. <laughs> like Dracula Dead and Loving It, that's not a horror comedy. No. <laughs> or like especially with zombie movies, it's always like the comedy is in the wacky way that they kill zombies. Yeah, and it's like well, okay, so where's the where's the horror come in? I'm not scared of these zombies because they can do whatever they want to them. But this one, you know, there's genuine moments of horror in it. And, you know, it's not entirely scary or creepy, but it does have, you know, the feel of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then there's got some good laughs, too. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think in a lot of horror comedies that the, the comedy element suffers a lot because they're trying to make sure that they maintain the horror element. Or vice versa. Or, or vice versa. Right. It seems like the comedy, more often than not, is the the one that takes the brunt of it, though. Yeah. At least from what I what I get. But this one, yeah, like you said, it, it does it does both very well. There's definitely parts that are genuinely funny and like comedy done well, but then also that are very nail biting and like tense. Yeah. Um, I think the, the part that made me laugh the most is when he takes the bottle and tries to break it and just slices the dick <laughs> yeah. out of his hand. That was funny. <laughs> Why? He had a shitload of bottles and... Because he likes to pretend the closet is Narnia. Right. <laughs> and drinking helps. <laughs> That's right. He, he takes the bottle, breaks it, it breaks in his hand, and then his girlfriend goes to grab one. Yeah, He's like, she... why do you have so many bottles? That's right. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Yeah, my, my my biggest complaint is that, like, not only were the references so blatantly obvious, but then they had to explain them to you. I agree. I mean, that's like when people try and make a joke and then they explain the joke, they're the punchline to you, yeah. and it's like, well, I I got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, I got it. <laughs> and like, and if you don't, you don't. But I think that's part of what makes a movie a good movie is if if you do need to look up some, what was that from? Oh, okay. You know, I mean, obviously, but, for, you know, the majority of the ones that they did, I mean, unless you, that's like the first horror movie you've watched, you're going to know <laughs> yeah. what they're referencing. They're not like obscure movies. No, not at all. 
It's, you know, The Shining and Saw. Scream and, and Saw. Yeah, exactly. They're big time ones. Yeah. I like it better like in Shaun of the Dead where it's just like little things that only real fans are going to pick up on. Right. And then, you know, like if somebody explains it to you, you go, oh, that's, exactly. that's clever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I think this movie was just uh, not... It, it, it's made in an age where movie studios feel like they have to dumb things down for yeah, viewers. Totally. It's just... It's a... It's, shame for it this is cinema. a complete. Um, I mean, it's the exact same way with with just current music. Yeah, I mean, ex- I mean, I just see it from you know the side of uh, a lot of today's rappers. I mean, God, they dumb down their music to the point where you're just like, but then you you realize it's because of all these fans that that's just what for them that is what sells. That's how they, you know, better understand the music. I I think personally, it's terrible. But yeah, I mean, that's just kind of where a lot of unfortunately today's art has gone music and movies they just have to kind of dumb it down mm-hmm. yeah. to make a buck really yeah that's it's i mean rap in particular oh, it's God, something it's... i've uh, <laughs> like you know i was really into rap in the in the 90s absolutely know, back when i was like i i liked like the early like late 80s early 90s stuff yeah. before gangster rap really yeah kind of came into well the wit to the hat store and bought myself a hat. <laughs> that was a great Donald Glover. I love that. <laughs> um, and then even still, like when, you know, uh, the gangster rap started coming into play and like, you know, NWA and, yep. um, and, and uh, like all the death row stuff. And like, I really liked that too. But nowadays it's like, I remember when, when like 50 cent and that type of shit started getting really popular. I'm like, what the hell is this? Right. And the funny thing is that now, I mean, well, his his music in particular has not aged well, but um, compared to today's rappers, 50 Cent is like a thousand times better, which is so disturbing because it's just like, I mean, when 50 first came out, I liked the stuff he was doing, but then I was just like, okay, nah, I, this is, it's too, it was too genre bending. Mm-hmm. To, I just, it, I mean, the whole Ja Rule thing, I think really for me, that was the big when Ja Rule came out, I was just like, oh, God, what is this shit? Or it's like like rap club <laughs> Yeah, it's music. like sing rap, super poppy. Yeah. I just couldn't really get behind it. Like, you know, I mean, every now and then there's a couple of pop songs that I like. I mean, just because they're catchy. But, um, I mean, like you said, I mean, when Gangster Rap came out, I mean, <laughs> Gangster Rap was Gangster Rap because it was Gangster Rap. It yeah. wasn't just people that wanted to sound a certain way. Like, that's just, that was their persona. That was what they lived. And that's how they you know, fucking recorded and performed. And I think that it's, I know we've gone off on a tangent here, but I mean, it's totally, uh, you know, it's bastardized itself, man. It's, it's become something that is completely unrecognizable now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really music in general. Yeah. I mean, like you said, when you, when we first started talking about this, like I'm a big metal guy and, um, like seeing bands from like, 70s through the 80s and even you know early part of the 90s you know uh you know you got those early bands like judas priest and, yep. and iron maiden that type of stuff and Def then Leppard. moving back Def leopard um more like hair stuff yeah in the later 80s and the early 90s you know stuff like um uh like metallica you yeah. know started doing a lot of thrash yep. or thrash getting really popular all the bay area sound um and now today's metal it's fucking it's cookie cutter yeah, and it's bullshit. It's like these fucking dorks in tight jeans and, See, and wearing mascara <laughs> trying to be metal. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's like it's... power chord, chorus, breakdown. Yeah. Same song. Yeah. It's just, it's bullshit. It's like, it is. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of new music anymore. Either do I. Yeah. And it's, it's sad because 
you know, I listen to those old bands and I get sick of it after a while. It's like I want something. I want something new to listen to. But it's like what doesn't what exist. Do I, what do I listen to? It's it's all garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I went and saw the um, Prophets of Rage concert uh, in early September, mm-hmm. and I mean, I was nervous because you know, growing up, I was a huge Rage Against the Machine fan, and then obviously, you know, I loved Cypress Hill and I loved Public Enemy. I mean, I was just like, holy shit, this is just like you know the combination of amazingness. Obviously, without Zach, which you know to me is like. I mean, I love the band, don't get me wrong, but Zach, for me, was like, I mean, he's one of my favorite MCs. He's just super talented. So, when when Rage broke up, I was, you know, pissed about it, this and that. But so, anyways, my brother and I went, and uh, it actually surprisingly wasn't that bad. Just yeah. because a lot of what they did, of course, was the older, you know, Rage stuff. Or they do, you know, Public Enemy or Cypress Hill songs that, of course, Rage had covered back in the early 2000s on that Renegades album. Um, but that's... but. Even that being said, it's it still is just it was more so along the lines of a nostalgic thing, mm-hmm. you know. Like it was good, but I wouldn't say, oh my god, you know that they're fucking amazing. Like it's just today's music. Even when you try and get, you know, a blend of things that were great, it's I don't know what it is, man. It's just it's completely just jumped the shark. Yeah, yeah, I I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like I know that um, when. Megadeth comes through town on um, shit. What's that? Uh, Gigantor. Uh, when you know, um, you know, they'll get a bunch of like fucking shitty rap metal bands, the ones that still yeah. exist for whatever fucking reason. God. And then Megadeth, you know, like one of the perennial oh, absolutely thrash bands. Um, and it's like. It, several years in a row it's like oh, god i really want to go see megadeth because i've never seen him before but then i hear like recent stuff like you know i hear like live recordings which are never the best but you know live recordings or like newer tracks that they've released and it's just like this sounds like shit mm-hmm. i can't do this yeah like, dave you have lost it man <laughs> absolutely yeah getting back to fear inc right <laughs> fear inc um i will say i I expected some kind of uh, cameos. So did I, actually. Like, with all these references, I expected there was going to be some kind of cameos. I'm not, uh, you know, obviously not like Robert England or anybody like that, but right. just, you know, somebody who you were kind of like, oh, that's that guy. Even like yeah. Drew Barrymore. I mean, someone along those lines, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there are people in it that, you know, you see him and you recognize him, but not really like horror people. Right. Right. Like we mentioned Richard Reilly. Um, who else was in it? Um, or Naomi Grossman, Big Hambino, <laughs> or the Great Hambino. Um, then who else was in it? Who was the uh, like the the guy who ran Fear Inc? Mark Moses. Yeah, he was in Mad Men and Desperate Housewives. Yeah, Abigail Breslin. Right. But yeah, so I mean, not horror people, right? Just right people that you know. I would like to see like, uh, I don't know, dude from Troma or something. Dude from Troma. Uh, yeah, Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah, like like just you know some kind of weird Lloyd Kaufman or uh, cameo or yeah, just, just somebody like that. Apparently, like Lloyd, we've we've had people on the show before that have actually worked with Lloyd, hmm. um, and said he's like the nicest guy, and he'll like if you like what, like pay for his airfare or something like he'll he'll be in your movie he'll be in your movie 
Damn. As long as you, as long as you cover his expenses. Then... That's kind of sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so should we wrap this up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I mean, in general, I liked it. I yeah. Mean, no, it, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, really, my my only real complaint is just the 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 references were so heavy handed. Yeah. And like, I'm still out on whether or not that was on purpose. Like, I don't know if they meant to, it to be heavy handed or not. It almost felt like it was like some like a casual horror movie fans horror movie Mm -hmm. like somebody who was like i'm gonna make all these references to these other movies because they're you know they're not small movies they're saw right they're scream they're yeah you know the 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 movies yeah the ones that everybody knows yeah um but yeah like i mean despite the fact that it did have those heavy-handed elements and like whether or not that was on purpose or not, it still was a little like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, but, like, I personally thought this cast was solid. I think they all worked well together, even though most of the movie was just was just Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, the conceptually, I, I mean, even though it was very close to the game, uh, the fact that it was flipped to be more of a horror thing than rather just like a thriller... Um, and the fact that it had so many different levels to it, yeah, that like like we said, it has a lot of twists, but it's not confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been doing this like three years, and not once have I thought about what my rating was going to be before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think I'll give this a seven. Yeah, you sticking with that? Yeah. Okay. It's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna give it a six. It, it was enjoyable, but um, yeah, a little heavy-handed end. And they, you know, I thought Joe was a little over the top. Okay. I think I'm gonna give it a five. I just. I thought Joe was way too over the top for my liking, and I just, I don't know, I was hoping to get scared, and I didn't once really get scared at all. Um, so for me, it's just kind of one of those, wasn't bad, but it was just, it's not a, something memorable that three or four years from now I'm going to be talking about on another podcast. So Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's definitely the case with this, it's just not... It's not going to stick in your memory. And even like on a second watch, I don't know how good it would be because, so, you know, so much of the enjoyable enjoy enjoyability. Is that a word? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> of it is is the twist. Exactly. And so it's like once you know how this movie ends, it kind of loses a lot of luster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the comedy was there and it was decent comedy. Decent. Yeah. But it's OK. But to watch it several times, the jokes, the jokes are just going to get stale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I guess from here we will move on to the next movie, uh, which is a Netflix original. It is called I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. I have heard myself say the house that holds a memory of a death is the staying place of a rotted ghost. My name is Lily. I'm going to be staying with you from now on. I hope that's all right. 
I am 28 years old. I will never be 29. The pretty thing you are looking at is me. But it is me that still cannot see any of what is coming. Me that can see only the drawer that opens. Hello? And the spots that spread. And the terrible book. The woman who wrote it all down. Only the name, her name. Paul? But I cannot see it, even as I look right at it. I'm sorry, but that's a dumb fucking name. It is a dumb name. <laughs> Yeah, I, if I if if I didn't know I needed to watch that for this podcast, I probably would have just completely skipped over it without even reading the synopsis. I don't even know how I found this one. Like honestly, it was interesting to me that you picked it because this is not your type of movie at all. I, how did I find this? That might explain why I added it. Hell if I know. Oh, you know what? I think I found it on uh, upcoming horror, horror upcoming horror movies dot com. Um, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> uh, and I just read the description. It sounded interesting, but I hadn't seen like a trailer or anything, so I didn't really know much about it. And now I wish I had. <laughs> um, I pulled it up and saw one star, and like, oh, oh no! <laughs> on what? On IMDb? On Netflix? Oh. <laughs> I mean, granted, a lot of horror movies... Almost all the horror movies on yeah, Netflix have one star. Yeah, one or two stars. But it's like, this one was a solid one. That I could, didn't have any tick into the second star. <laughs> like, this is, this is not good. <laughs> and I typically try to stay away from reading a lot of things about the movies we're going to watch. Right. But um, I had just seen things that this was, ex- like, extremely arty. And I'm like, oh. That's what I'm no. saying. Like, when I saw you put this on the calendar, and I was like... Really? Yeah, these are things I wish I would have known ahead of time. <laughs> like, maybe if you would have brought it up to me, it's like, are you sure you want this? <laughs> I thought you knew something I didn't. No, nope. I don't know anything, apparently. <laughs> but, um, hey, good luck filling time explaining this plot. <laughs> right? I don't even know how. <laughs> so nothing happens and then it's over. Yeah. This movie is basically some bitch walking around a house for two hours. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> tell me if, if if anybody disagrees with me please tell us like like everyone says oh it's it's very atmospherical i'm like no it's not nothing happens yeah for some i mean like so okay this girl lily is that her name she's yeah. she's a hospice nurse she's moved into this home with this lady who's apparently on her deathbed um and she she this lady is a Former, former author, author, yeah, who wrote a series of books. Were they connected? I mean, was it a, was it a series, or she just write a lot of books? I don't even know if they made that apparent. Yeah, I don't know. It's so I hard think they to... said they had the same main character. Okay, um, I think. And then, so Lily, she she moves in, and she doesn't have a lot of contact with 
the woman that lives there, Mrs. Blum. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Which, as soon as I saw it on the on the uh, mailbox, I was like, oh, God. Is this a Blumhouse movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, very. But she did, like doesn't really communicate with this with this woman, and time just whizzes by. Like she she moves in, and then all of a sudden she's been there for a year. Month, a, a year. Yeah. So it's like wh- when the dude from Muppets Take Manhattan shows up. Yeah, Bob Balaban's in this for some reason. <laughs> the guy who's in like every Christopher Guest movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I expected him to be some kind of comic relief, but nope, nope. Um, he owns the house. He's he's like the executor of the woman's account, I think. I think that's oh, is that what he is? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. He's a lawyer. Oh. Um and there's there's mold on a wall that's relevant <laughs> somehow. I'm sure. Is it? I'm sure it's relevant. Otherwise, why would they put it in? It almost seemed like it was supposed to be like, here, this is going to this is going to be something. Just kidding. It's not <laughs> psych. psych. <laughs> Creeped you out. <laughs> Got you. Uh, and she keeps thinking that the that the house is haunted, and she talks to the TV and herself. No, Emmy, no, Emmy, no, Emmy, no, Emmy, stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. There's just... And so, then there's no fucking payoff. The payoff is so bad. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I knew very close to the beginning that this was going to be hard to watch because she moves in with this woman and since time isn't relative in this i she i don't know how long she'd actually been there but she calls a friend and has this very obvious one-sided conversation (laughs) it's like typically when they're shooting a movie they'll have like a real conversation like there'll be somebody on the other line talking back to the actor so they can carry on a real conversation that was very apparent that it was not happening in this one (laughs) She was talking to herself, and it was about the fakest phone call I'd ever heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, this, I think I was probably 15, 20 minutes into this movie where I started feeling like Howard Stern, like just completely uninterested in what was going on. She's like, how about you take your top off? <laughs> <laughs> and she never does, of course. Right. Um, but I mean... That was like maybe one redeeming quality this could have had, and it never happened. <laughs> it's like, even, you know, spoiler alert, the house is haunted. But it's like, even when they show the ghost, it's not cool. Yeah, it's just some chick in a white dress. And like, her head is turned around, but... It is? Yeah. I didn't pick I up. I thought she would, wait, was that what it was, or was she walking backwards? No, her head's... Like, even if you look at the, the poster, you can see her head is turned around. Oh, okay. Didn't notice. Uh, I will say... I mean, that part did... If nothing else, that was at least... There was at least some action at that point. Yeah. And I don't know. I thought it would have been creepier if maybe... It would have, you know, followed her into, you know, the front door where she ends up just overdoing it with her scream um <laughs> i thought that it could have been i don't know like these these types of horror movies i, I feel like they try so hard to make it well like, artsy or make it i don't know fucking 
it's i feel like it's just this whole hipster generation where they're trying to like you know recreate something from back in the day and then give it this like you know one over and it just i was waiting for something to happen for me to really like be like oh okay yeah this is actually really good like all that sitting there and watching is worth it towards the end but i just didn't feel that with this one it just kind of when it ended it just kind of ended and i can tell if i don't like a movie if i'm continually well so if i'm on my phone during a tv show or a movie it's either because i don't like it or because i am actually creeped out and i'm trying just to at least have some sort of semblance to the real world (laughs) as something is happening but for this it was more just like oh god yeah okay what's happening on facebook because i wasn't missing anything yeah i mean i could see it so (laughs) there wasn't much dialogue there's like three scenes that are interesting and then just a bunch of filler yeah and it's like if you're gonna make this atmospheric horror movie it has to build yeah and this doesn't build it's like nothing interesting scene nothing interesting scene nothing interesting scene roll credits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i mean it's like they did they did these little bits where was she dreaming i mean, like it was like the it was a black room and then there was the girl that was haunting the place and it was, she was out of focus for whatever fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah. Like, was it like a dream sequence? I, it kind of looked like one. It but looked like one. It felt like one. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, the old lady, uh, Miss Blum, she, she keeps calling her Polly. Who is the character from the book. Correct. Yeah. And apparently, apparently also it's also the, the ghost. ghost. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But like, so what? <laughs> yeah. No. Who gives a fuck? So, I mean, like, is that is that the twist? Is that Polly was a real person? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> not, that's not really a twist. No, and j- the ending just it reminded me so much of the first season of American Horror Story. I don't know if I should say without giving away too much, but I just felt like it was something where it was like, oh, okay. Um, I would have liked it better before that. But the problem with, at least with American Horror Story, the first season, I thought the buildup was awesome. And then I was unfortunately a little bit let down. But with this movie, there was no buildup. Yeah. So it was just kind of and like. And then you were let down. And then I was let down. So, I mean, and I was let down because I just felt like, fuck, I just wasted, you know, 90 minutes just sitting here like. Yeah. Yeah. Hoping. And the thing was, I guess at least the one, I guess the one redeeming quality of this movie to me was. In the back of my mind, I kept thinking, okay, something's going to happen. Something has to happen. Mm-hmm. So, because of that, there was a, I had a little, I was a little tense, not a lot, but a little bit, because I kept thinking that something was going to happen. And then when it didn't, I was like, okay, that was a big letdown. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, exactly what you said. It's like, something's got to happen. Otherwise, there's no point to this movie. Yeah. And why would they make a movie with no point? But they did. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, this guy's first movie is or no wait yes his first movie is supposed to be good uh-huh this is his second movie what was his first movie uh the black coat's daughter huh which is actually supposed to come out next year okay okay <laughs> but it's got uh emma watson no emma roberts and uh the daughter from mad men hmm okay i have no idea what it's about but Probably doesn't matter. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I think probably in the interest of time, we can just wrap this one up. 
I, I mean, there's really nothing to say. There really there's is not. Don't. What else could we say? Yeah. Unless we go on another tangent, which, I mean, that's the only thing you can do with the movie. <laughs> yeah. This movie was just bad, like, all over. Like, yeah. it wasn't even... It's not like we're glazing over stuff. Like, literally nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, this, this was... Like, people that listen to the show know that I'm not into, like, arty movies. Like, I find them... Like, well, arty... Or like, ghost well, movies, even. Well, sure. Um, but, like, this one has no purpose it has no reason to exist mm-hmm. um like i didn't think the scenes where they showed the ghost were creepy no i can think of two scenes that i thought were a somewhat creepy mm-hmm. um and then the payoff is just there's it's nothing it's so lame yeah i mean there are movies i actually had to go back at and watch the last scene again to figure out what happened and see like there were the, the, sometimes I'll be watching a movie usually for the show and like, you know, maybe it's later, late at night or I get distracted or something. I'll go back and watch it again or, you know, at least the parts that I missed this one. I started kind of dozing in and out and like was getting distracted by other things. So, I mean, there were parts that I just like was not getting my full attention to, but like I thought back, I'm like, I'm not going to do this again. (laughs) I don't, I don't think I missed anything. Cause you probably didn't. You didn't. (laughs) Um, yeah, this is, bad movie it's boring i will not very boring i do not recommend this to anyone um and no. i'm gonna give it a one there's no redeeming qualities see like i said i can think of at least two scenes that were a little creepy um i think it's even people who like this kind of you know quote-unquote atmospheric horror i don't think that they would like this okay. because it like i said it doesn't build and that's what atmospheric horror is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a continually increasing feeling of tension until you get this big payoff. And this has no build and no payoff. So I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but I guess just, just for those two creepy scenes, I'll get rid of, I'll, I'll bump it up a point. I'll give it a two. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, it was disappointing in the fact that I thought that it was going to be better or I thought that something was going to be, I thought something was going to happen to at least give it some sort of redeeming quality. Yeah, it's like surely something must happen. And <laughs> I think because it didn't, it actually frustrated me more than I was already frustrated. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and the only re- I'm I'm going to give it a two only because I actually thought that the whole uh, backwards head thing was a little creepy. Just because again, I have this thing with body contortion that freaks me out. So. Mm-hmm. That did give me a little bit of a jump, but it was short-lived, and then it was over, and that was it. And I was just like, oh, okay, well. So I give it an extra point for that, and that's it, and I give it a two. Okay. <laughs> it's like when you're driving, and you get on a detour, and you are just you don't know this road you're on, mm-hmm. but you just keep driving, and you're like, surely at some point I'm going to get reattached to the highway here. Yeah, I mean, and this is a detour. And then you reach a dead end. <laughs> you're like, what? No. Yeah, that's a great comparison. <laughs> wow i mean but it's if you have netflix it's free so that's something (laughs) that's that's something yes (laughs) um that is a thing that that is a statement that you can make yes (laughs) that is a fact about this movie (laughs) it's still not recommended no like it's it's if you have netflix it's free to you and i recommend you do not watch it (laughs) i mean that's how it is all right so we have once again reached the end of an episode. 
Uh, Dave, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. This was fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. It's, fun. it's great to have people in here with us. Yeah. I mean, instead of fucking Max. I'm sick of Max. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Max. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, but uh, do you guys, you want to, you have like websites or? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, if you are interested in giving this guy a listen, you can check out my music at wisdom80.bandcamp.com. And then, of course, all the typical Amazon, iTunes, all that shit, all the music's up there. Just W-I-Z-D-O-M. And you got awesome. Twitter and everything? Yeah, Wisdom80 at Twitter and uh, Instagram, the same thing. So it's just W-I-Z-D-O-M-8-0. Right on. Um, and we always end the show with a song. And I think tonight, in honor of our guests, we're going to play one of your songs. Sweet. Um do you have one you would like to do? Yeah, or? I think after thinking about it, the perfect way to end this uh, show would be with a song that I did. It's actually a feature um, for one of my boys. His name is Durte, and the song is called Ain't No Grave, and it features myself on the first verse and then a good buddy, Notion. I hope you guys enjoy it. There you go. All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 73 of the Grave Plot Podcast. Until we meet again. Uh, but in the meantime, Taylor... Where can they find us? Oh, they can find us at graveplotpodcast.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram, graveplotpodcast, or on Twitter at grave underscore plot. All right. And, and uh, on iTunes and wherever podcasts are found. Yes. And our next episode, we got what are our movies? Uh, we're watching Clown Town and Pet. <laughs> okay. All right. So until we meet again, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Flat Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. DJ Swerve, call me back from the dead. Call me Lazarus. Spit neurotoxin, so vile, so cancerous. Accident inducing, flashing hazardous. Yet I speak to the people, a true philanthropist. I hear these voices in my head. Angels and demons speak to me from the dead. All eyes on me and walk the lines, what they said. So I preach with the passion of Christ resurrected. I'm not sacrilegious, but I preach truth. Murder 16's on the run. Call me Ray Carruth. You ain't holding me back, kiddies. I'm the proof. An honest Abe, I'm just a John Wilkes proof. Assassinate me now, you're walking on hollow grounds. Ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. When I die, I wanna live on just through my sounds. Cause even in death, a true king can be crowned. I won't live forever. I'm not him with a capital H. Comparing us is apples to grapes, tadpoles to snakes, savages to saints. The painter to that which he creates. And I can feel it in my bone marrow. Land of the lost, enter at my own peril. Is it Torah or tarot? Rain as narrow as an arrow that I won't live forever. Sin like Torella, soaks like umbrella, but I'm fly as propeller. So when death try to envelop, I'ma tell that motherfucker, shut the hell up. Shoot me in the face and I will not die. I'm carving my name up in the sky. I'm iris the eyeless when I spit, so I
You can't bury a soul that's been lost since a youth. I can't play a new role now that my grave is the booth. I paint off the tone and stay spitting the truth. While you digging that hole, I'll be watching on the roof. I stay with a flat line, don't know my heartbeat. The look upon mine, my face is like concrete. Why you be crying and acting so sweet with that broken down mind? I bet you taste the defeat. I'm not needing protection, my words are my weapon. In and out of my section Watch where you stepping And who you be testing Dog, I stay repping Without need of correction Living under cast life That's why you scared of the kid Come at me trife I might be catching a biz Got me in the whiz And a cynical notion Yeah, we're the biz And we be causing commotion Go rain And hold my body down Ain't no grave 